Hello there, this is Tournament in a Tea Break. My name is Roz Satter. And I'm Anita Skull. And we are at the end of what has felt like a long two weeks. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, they call it the, like, the fifth slam for a reason. It just, with two huge draws, it, it feels like three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean... In reality, uh, I've been here for almost two weeks. You, when, you, when you take into account arriving, being here for all access while the last of the qualifying is going on, then the main draw stuff. So it, do, it does feel pretty uh, pretty hectic. But we are down to our last four. Of Fortnite. Of, <laughs> yes, we've been, ed- we've been educating each other on various idiosyncrasies of each other's country. So I've learnt lefty... No, sorry, righty tighty, lefty loosey. Uh, you've learnt nipping to the loo. Oh, who says? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> apparently, one nips to the loo. One nips to the loo. Yes. Americans have to take a leak. No, Americans go to the restroom. Or they take a leak, depending on is, is nipping to the loo not casual? Because going to the restroom is what you say. In polite company. Yeah. Do you say I have to nip to the loo in polite company? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just nipping to the loo. But for for those of you who are wondering, not only are Anita and I here in our little um, growling house, but we are also joined by JJ Loves Tennis, uh, Jimmy Forty Eight, who is sitting in the corner now sniggering away at the two of us. Anyway, let's get on to the question in hand. We have two finals, four people vying for a great big huge piece of glass. Um, hopefully now they've got two pieces of glass so they don't kind of come and nick one from the women when the men are about to finish. Let's start with the women's final. Well, who would have thought this one at the start? Would you have put money on Daria Karasakina versus Naomi Osaka at the very beginning? I mean, here's the thing. We've got, yeah, the women's final is two young women, the next generation, and the men's final where no one has been talking, stopped talking about the men's next generation, and yet we've got these two old dudes in the men's final. So... (laughs) I wasn't primed to think of two young women in the final, but within the narrative of this tournament and the tour, it actually makes perfect sense that you'd have Naomi Osaka and Dario Kashikina facing each other in the final. I mean, there are a lot of good upcoming youngsters, um, and these two seem to have just risen to the top. Um, Not only that, but I mean, they've had us charmed all all this fortnight with just this easy almost filterless approach to to press which has been a joy when you consider um you know we talked about it earlier the 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 more guarded approach of um some players okay one player in particular uh i mean i wonder you know it's i'm sure something's going to happen at some stage at a slam and they're going to get hammered by news journalists and that that age of innocence when they're in press is gone but for now this is all seems to be a big adventure for them I'm not even sure it will be gone. Because Naomi Osaka has that internet kind of rebellion that when those people talk to her, she'll just give her a look of like, what are you talking about? And turn to a young person who she thinks is cool and talk to them instead. Whereas Daria just gets, you just have a kind of, my mind is empty. Yeah, she won't <laughs> give them the answer they're looking for because she'll just like go off on a beautiful tangent. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about them getting jaded anytime soon. And I think what I will happen not. is that the news media, like the conventional media and writers, 
They're going to get so confused by everything that they say that they can't parlay it to yeah. a general audience. And yeah, yeah it's, it's going to make room for the younger media to interpret what these players are saying. But in the meantime, they, they both have very differing games. Um, I've, I've been saying all week that I think that Kazakina is uh, an expert tactician. She might like to play it down. She sort of says, I have no time to think, I just do. Bang, bang, bang. Ball here, ball, ball there, ball everywhere. But actually, she's quite an intelligent player. She knows how to mix up her shots. She throws in all kinds of things. You know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of a young Roberta Vinci with the slicing and the mm. dicing and the, and the lobs and the scampering about hither and thither. Well, I think to put together parts of what you were saying is on the one hand that she's really intelligent, but also that she says she doesn't have to think. And from how I interpret it, she has such an immense intelligence that she truly doesn't have to think. Like, it doesn't feel cerebral Instinct. to her. It just translates immediately into action. Whereas Osaka's nature is much more cerebral. I mean, the way she talks about her inner dialogue while she's on the court, she's clearly <laughs> having very cogent thoughts out there. And I believe each of them when they say that. I believe Kasat, you know, when she says she's not thinking when she's out there, that when she's playing like she was against Venus Williams, I think she just gets into the zone. And mm. there are no real thoughts, no, no word-based thoughts in her mind when she's playing. And Naomi Osaka, I think her struggle is keeping the concentration to keep those articulated thoughts out of her mind while she plays yeah i mean this is a, this is i don't know whether this is a tough one to call or an easy one to call and a lot of people i've been i was perusing my twitter line a lot of people were veering on heart versus mind uh i mean i know i know who i think is going to win i have a rough idea what i think the score is going to be i think it's soul versus mind not heart versus mind are we, are we going all existential at... No, I, and, oh, well, maybe I'm the wrong one. Wait. No, I don't know who means what. Because to me, Kasatkina would be the heart because she's playing from the heart in terms of, like, not... Oh, I get you. I get you. But she's playing from the soul, whereas the, the one who actually has to think, who uses a thought process, to me, would be Osaka. I was thinking more of people voting with their heart versus both voting oh, with their head. Oh, I see. But that's good, too. Okay, I thought, I thought like that. These, no, that works the too. The two actually. on the court represented that battle. No, I mean my 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 gut feel is it's going to be Kazakina in three. I think. Uh, I think if she can push it to three, Osaka's going to have trouble concentrating for that long or, or keeping that level of concentration for that long. Uh, and I think that um, Kazakina showed in that match against Venus, she can't. She doesn't panic. She fights till the very last ball and then some. I mean, you could see the emotion um, in her eyes when she, when you know, that that uh, Andrew Kretzky had to actually comfort her because, and when she did her on-court interview with Pam Shriver, you could see that she was on the brink of, of going. I just hope that her emotions don't take over because so far she's done a very good job of keeping them in check. Um, in fact, they both have, to be fair. Both of them have displayed extreme <laughs> mental fortitude that you wouldn't normally necessarily associate with them i mean with keeping emotions in check osaka literally in the press conference after his semi-final win said she was already while playing thinking <laughs> about what she was going to do when she wins aside from her 
in her discussion about throwing the racket or not, and if she wants to be that extra like Daria, she also said that she was thinking if she would force out a tear or not. Oh, yeah. It doesn't that emotion doesn't come naturally to her. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how much the emotional reaction of nerves would be and the the emotion of being on the court would get to her. Well, and, and this isn't their first rodeo. This isn't the first final for either of them, but it is their biggest final to date. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm going with Kazakina in three. I'll do Kazakina in two. Okay. Very long, grindy sets. Very, very long, grindy Actually, sets. Actually, no. No, oh. she's going to crush it in the first one, and then... Osaka will do well in the second, but it's not going to be enough to beat Kazakina. Okay. Okay, so kind of a 6-3-7-5 feeling. That's what I was thinking. Yeah? Yes. My okay. money's on that. Okay. Which is another way of saying Osaka in three, because I'm that bad at predicting <laughs> these things. So we've already touched on the fact we've got old dudes next. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one who can seemingly do no wrong, and one who I think uh, on the on the, you know, post his 400th win on the tour, searching for that still elusive Masters title. I think there's going to be a lot of people in the crowd, obviously going to be pro Federer, but I think there's going to be a lot of people in the crowd pro Del Potro as well. Oh, yeah, people love Delpo. I mean, they do everywhere because he's just the nicest guy on tour, I would say. One of, of, the, of the big guys, he's definitely one of the nicest and most liked and likable he doesn't have that arrogant streak. He doesn't pretend like he's better than everybody else, as some players do. And uh, people like that. I wonder how much of that is really down to everything that's happened to him, the, the, the wrist injuries and the operations, the comebacks that have been halted because he's felt more pain, thus more injury. You know, I mean, I, c- I can remember him and Andy having a feisty, inter- Andy Murray having a feisty inter- interchange. So he wasn't always a saint and this wonderful, humble um, sham- shamble of a bear that everybody sees. But now, you know, everybody loves him. I, what interests me is when Federer doesn't have a, a crowd that is completely for him, it rattles him. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I don't know how much he was being rattled by the conditions because it was quite gusty today but also how much he was rattled by the fact that people seemed to rally against the underdog the crowd seemed to be pretty you know raucous for as uh, uh, you know for, for the good tennis that Chorich was showing now he's going to be up against a, a fan favorite yeah and if Delpo kind of takes a page out of Chorich's playbook he just needs to hit that ball really deep and Federer will unravel because it drives him absolutely nuts when mm-hmm. Federer can't play his game and he can't come in and that's what Chorich did and I mean Federer was yelling some really aggravated things to his box and was clearly upset with how the match was going and if Delpo can pick up on some of that he can hurt Federer pretty bad I mean the head-to-head's a little shocking I think it's 18-6 but Del Potro's won at some of the key pivotal um, matches and he he's just playing with his his heart we're back to hearts and minds here he's just playing with his heart at the moment and i think the crowd just responds to that you know everybody wants just good things to happen for him um and there's a you know there's probably going to be quite a big 
uh, you know, South American contingent that are going to be making quite a lot of noise for him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Federer does react, um, especially with that scrubby, sloppy beard. It's like, no, this is not a look, Roger. <laughs> this is not a look at all. It makes your face look fat. And you, you're sponsored by Gillette, for God's sake. Go and have a shave. But again, this, is a, this, this for me is another heart and mind. My, my heart truly, truly, truly wants Del Potro to win. It really does. Just to give him a Masters title before the end of his career, to give him something to give back to the crowd. My head says Federer in three. I'm going to say Delpo on three. I go with my heart on this one, not my gut or my brain. So, at this rate, that means Chorich will come and win. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. No, at this rate, probably Rayonich. Milos is coming back. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be quite slow, though. Um, okay, so what have been your highlights of these this fortnight? Um, Amanda Anisimova breaking through. Mm-hmm. That was so fun to watch, and she's... Just such a good kid. Um, I mean, a lot of these young ones I'm just so happy with. Dasha Kasukina, Naomi Osaka, Borna Chorich. Yeah, there's a lot of great young talent. And they also kind of bopped on the nose of who some of the young talent was supposed to be. Your Shapovalovs and your Misha, your Sasha Sverovs that... Like, yeah, they're, they've got a lot of talent, but to make... I feel like this tournament made it clear that those aren't the only ones worth talking about yeah. in this generation and maybe give those guys a little bit of humility and remind them that they're not they're not yet established and proven that they've got quite a ways to go. Yeah, I mean for me I think the highlight was almost like a de facto final was um Dasha and, and Venus. Uh and the way she fought the just the way she didn't panic when she lost the first set, when she went down in the third, just everything about that match really made me sit up and think, yeah, you, you're the real deal. You really, you know, you're the one, you're the one to watch. Of course, it makes it so frightening what a precarious labor professional sports is to think to get too excited about someone at that age, and then yeah, it's a slip and fall, an icy day, well, yeah, a I mean, car she, accident. Well, she said it herself, didn't she? You could, you can. Yeah, that she's celebrating it like it's the best moment of her life because she do- she doesn't take anything for granted and she doesn't she can't expect that this is going to happen again. All in all, do we do we think we've had a good tournament? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, I mean, there's a few disappointments on the ATP side. Just things weren't shaken out to be too exciting until the end. Yeah, but the women just. It's such an exciting time to be a women's tennis fan because every tournament you have to pay attention to and watch because you never know what's going to happen. The ATP at this moment is much more predictable and a lot of fan favorites aren't showing up to tournaments. So this tournament, I think, really let women's tennis show off how incredible it is and the depth that it has and that it's really depth, not weakness. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and then after this, of course, we're on Miami, but neither of us are going there, so let's leave it there. Okay, well, thank you very much for your patience. Uh, you have been listening to Tournament and Tea Break from Britwatch Sports. I'm Ross Satar. And I'm Anita Stahl.